Welcome to Flower of Life podcast. This is Carmen Fernandez, and today I am with Chris Ryan. Chris is uh, originally from Ireland, from Tipperary, and currently he lives in London. And he's the host of uh, a podcast called Mind Wars. Hi, Chris. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Every time I have a guest uh, for my podcast, I send them a, a form uh, with, with some questions. And the last question I ask them in the form is what they want to get from, from uh, what is their goal for the, for the episode. And this is the first question I'm going to ask you today, Chris. What do you want to, uh, people to get from our conversation today? Uh, well, basically, especially under our current situations that's going on worldwide at the moment um, on a mass global scale, um, the scam and corruption that's going on is more vital now than ever that people basically, um, I want them to open their minds, open their hearts, um, basically do their own independent research, which is absolutely crucial, and to do some critical thinking of their own. Um, stop sitting down on the couch and listen to radios and the BBC and CNN. Just turn off your TVs because um, they're constantly putting fear into the hearts of people worldwide. And that's how all this um, so-called pandemic worldwide has been orchestrated, simply by fear, pretty much. So I would say to people is, um, you know, don't even believe what I say. Um, basically go investigate, research all the stuff I've said as well. But it is crucially and very important that people um, do open their mind, do open their hearts and do their own independent research. I can't stress that enough. And that's why I would like people to, to get after that because by doing that um, and finding out your own research, you'll actually find there's massive, massive contradictions. And by getting accurate and good information, it means you and your family can go further in making better choices in life um, instead of listening to what the, the mainstream narrative um, wants you to believe. Thank you, Chris. Um, your main goal for, for, for today's conversation is for people to, to open their minds, to do their research, to think critically. And this is something that is, is not easy to do these days, right? Because there's loads of information out there and loads of different opinions. How, what, what is your, your tip that you would give to people to, to find um, information that is uh, with evidence and is factual and is true? Um, it's a good question um, because it is very hard nowadays. Um, even I'm talking even in the last six months, 12 months alone, information, links that I had to loads and stuff like that. If you go back now, it's completely buried. You, you can't be almost literally, it's not, not to be seen anymore. But um, it is getting increasingly harder and harder to get the proper uh, source of information. So what I would say to people is, is that... Um, um, even when you're looking like the, for a good example, we said the WHO, the World Health Organization, for argument's sake, there is lots of stuff out there you can actually find on those away from the mainstream narrative itself. Try and stay away from Google. Go on to something like DuckDuckGo. It'll actually give you more um, better information and stuff, and it will be a lot different to, to Google itself. There is um, plenty of websites out there, like, um, for example, Infowars is a very good, uh, a very good source to go to as well. Um, and from Infowars, you'll actually see plenty of other sites from that that will be linked off that as well that you can go on to. It's like it starts a. I started into this research to go to 15 years ago, and it was a bit easier to find stuff back then. But nowadays, it it's literally is impossible to get stuff. What I would say is start talking to people. The first thing is. Don't go around with this box mindset. Just go keep searching and searching and searching. Most people's excuses, I don't have time. I don't know where the real information is. And like a lot of the stuff I do as well is I'll get the information that is the mainstream at times. I'll also get the, the information that I know is, for want of a better word, alternative. 
and I get loads of different sources. Just don't go to one source. Go to loads of different sources and say, look, what, what actually adds up? What is the common sense here? And a lot of the times, if you find an easy example is WHO, I could use that again. You could use Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. There's lots of areas of go to, but always strip back a couple of layers behind it. Don't take anything at face value. Curious, be curious and question everything in the sense of go further. Who's the funders? Follow the money trail. And you'll often find when you follow the money trail, you go, aha, that's way, way more different than what the actual uh, the mainstream uh, narrative was itself. And you can find loads of documentation. What I would say another, another good site is, is, to, is the World Economic Forum. Is go check them out. They actually talk a lot about AI technologies and the fourth industrial revolution, 5G. They're basically mapping out what is, uh, what's actually ahead for us. And there's also, which are all connected again to the United Nations. And one final thing I could say is, the, um, is look up Agenda 21. That is also from the United Nations as well. There's a book called the Agenda, Agenda 21. Um, and that will tell you a massive, a massive amount of information. Other books linked off of that as well as to where we are today and what the, the rollout is, i.e. it tells you a lot about the, the climate hoax that was so-called man-made and all that. And there's all documentation coming from the source themselves, the United Nations are getting more brazen every day at telling us this information. And when you go back to the World Economic Forum, for example, they're actually telling you all this stuff that's mapped out for us for the next couple of years. So I can just imagine the stuff they're not telling us. So it's a good source and good information just to start on those alone. Um, and yeah, don't over, overload yourself with stuff starting off, but bit by bit, start to question things. And you'll find like me years and years ago, once you start to get a couple of aha moments and kind of see like, shit, this is actually the way the world doesn't actually work like this. Um, you'll realize you want to go down further and further down the rabbit hole. Look into the likes of the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds. Um, look at those people. Look at that, those family histories for a couple of hundred years and look at all the connections they have been through time. And you'll, you'll really see how, uh, how the world kind of operates. And those two household names are massively, massively behind what's going on currently at the moment. Chris, you have been doing your research for, for a long time, right? Yes. And you have the, the reason why you have your, your podcast is to share that information. Tell us about your, um, your path, your, how you started your research and about what is happening and what was happening before uh, and why you get um, this uh, desire to, to have your own podcast. Uh, wow, it's a big question to digest in a couple of minutes. But um, basically, the guts of, a, say, 15 years ago, um, I stumbled across, like 9-11 was happening. And I didn't realize at the time I said, oh, you know, it's a terrible disaster that happened. Nobody's thinking it's a, it was a setup. It's an inside job. You don't think along those lines. But shortly after that, maybe a couple of years after that, I was started to look into stuff like, um, be it the Clintons, um, corruption going on in the government. And I looked further behind it. And as I say, back then, the information was more sourceable. Um, I, was, I came across the likes of David Icke, um, came across the likes of uh, Alex Jones himself from uh, Infowars, I've just mentioned. And when I opened up that kind of stuff and um, got a world of information from that, that was really a kind of a real aha moment to kind of say, shit, we're living pretty much in two worlds here. So that information really grabbed my attention. Um, and slightly even going back a step before that, I was into stuff like um, be it the JFKs uh, and situations and what actually went on in the world history itself. But you thought it as it was, you didn't put much question marks over it. And then I started to go back into 9-11, go back into JFK, go back into all those ones thousands and thousands of hours here of stuff that uh, doesn't add up at all and you just go you're like you're a navigator you're a you're like a bloody archaeologist that was in, in a field here and you're going constantly after more and more stuff and it's like, for people that are not into it and don't understand it fully when you 
across loads of this information. All I can say is, it's like, you do go down that rabbit hole and you'll actually look forward. There is no looking back in the rear view mirror again. Once you start looking straight ahead, that's it. You never want to go back in. You can because you see the world in a completely different light. You can look at things like the Matrix, which you know wasn't fully understood at the time, but years later you understand what they were actually talking about. Um, it, it's a very, very fascinating subject to get into. So I'm constantly researching. Um, sometimes I find there's not enough hours in the day to keep it uh, keep everything researched. Um, and I suppose didn't bring it up to closer times. Um, you asked about the podcast and stuff like that. Um, well, when this whole situation of the lockdown came in, roughly last middle of March or thereabouts, anyway, uh, I was tired for years probably before that of humanity being lied, being content. I had a massive amount of information in my head. And I was like, all I could do, I felt it was telling my closest friends, family, people around me that I'd meet. And I said, you know what? I need to get this out to a further, wider audience. What am I going to do? I'm only one individual. You know, what, what can man, one man do? So I said, okay, I'm going to start making videos. Um, and that was back in March. So I started making videos and we had lockdown at about the guts two and a half months off work. And I started making videos on YouTube and no idea how to make them or how to do anything got to do with them. So I basically um, stayed in the room seven days a week, about 12 hours a day. Um, just focus on how do I make these? How do I get this out to the world? Um, I ended up just making uh, two videos on myself and then we got back out of lockdown. And then I said, you know what? It's, it's one thing making videos in your room and that's okay and you're getting out to a certain audience. But I said, I need to take that extra step again. And I came across a London Real a Podcasting Academy. And I said, yeah, that's, that's going to be a next step is basically another call to action I need to take. And um, I went on board, took that, done the course itself and uh, connected now with huge amounts of people worldwide and people that have my show and other people are contacting me. And it's just a great, great feeling to feel that you're kind of serving humanity in, in the right way, in a positive way. And that's what I want to look at to give people a more positive outlook in life. Yes, a lot of the stuff we talk about can be negative, but you can't get into uh, you can't get into arena unless you actually know what you're fighting about. So unfortunately you have to get all the negative information first before you can actually take a call to action. Um, and that's that's what I'm kind of doing and it's it's, it's been going great so far. Um, that that situation has been coming about and I want to keep continuing what I'm doing connecting with people worldwide and if it can make a difference to one or two people worldwide then you know it's, it's, it's a massive massive start because by not trying to brainwash people it's giving them another option to say look this is what's here the stuff I talk about will be you know censored in the media a lot of time the governments won't want to let you know about it um, and it's a freedom of speech platform that I want uh, as many people on I'm sick and tired of people being censored all the time simply because they didn't have the right opinion that went to the mainstream narrative and I thought that's the way I can get my information out. Who knows what will be after that. But it, for now, it's early days in it. And um, it's just great feeling to be uh, meet so many fantastic people around the world that um, are hungry for this information. I realize more and more people are contacting me to know where can I get, how can I help, what can I do. So it's fantastic that that, uh, that reaches there and um, delighted to make that step in that direction. I think it's great, uh, Chris, that you're sharing your knowledge and the information you, you find in your research with uh with people in, in your podcast. And um, I'd like to ask you what, when you tell your family, your friends about these uh, things that you find out in your research, um, what, what, what is the, um, what reaction do you get from them? Because it's not, it's not easy to, 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 to tell people that what they hear in the news uh, there is another story, right? Yeah. It's another yeah. story and it has nothing to do with the story that uh, they're used to hear in the news again and again and again. Um, so how, how people react when you tell them 
about this um, information and you share with them your, your research? Um, well, if you're speaking about sort of a media family, um, acquaintances, friends and stuff like that, um, some of them are on board, but a lot of them even years later of telling information, some are of the opinion. I mean, when I was back in New Zealand, it was back in 2014, I was um, telling people about the RFID chip and it was going to be coming about and it's going to be in Sweden and so on and so on. And people just thought, no, that's crackpot stuff. That didn't happen. There's no way that can happen at all. And uh, two years later, um, all of a sudden it seemed to come in. It came very mainstream and it was, it was short in a lot of places. Then I was getting the phone calls saying, uh, do you remember that stuff you told me two years ago about RFID chip? And I says, yeah. Well, I said, it's actually real. It's actually happened now. And I says, because the mainstream source said it, that makes it more real, does it? But when I said it two years previous, it's because nobody else is talking about it. All of a sudden, then that's like, you know, fairy tale kind of stuff. So that's, instances like that has, is quite common. Um, people, or the other reactions I get is that um, uh, people say they don't want to hear the information because mm-hmm. even if it's very true, they're so frightened. They actually find the information frightening to know that this could be actually happening, regardless of, is true or not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so they feel that it's easier to box themselves into a bubble, keep, to keep their head buried in the sand and not know the information that it will be coming up ahead. And I don't have any crystal ball in front of me on that. They're asking me how they know the information. It's just constant, constant research. Um, and it's like when you know the outcome, you know, you know the journey that's, that's actually coming up ahead. Um, so the reaction, it can be mixed at times. Um, like I said, you will get the reaction of a few people saying, you did say this six months ago, we didn't believe you. And now all of a sudden, you know, because it's mainstream, but it's, it's hard because most people, if you're in Ireland and you're listening to RT News or in England, BBC or America, um, it's CNN, for example, the mainstream, like they're government propaganda pieces. They're not there to serve the people. They're there to serve the governments and their one world agenda as to what they want. So people are being misled down the garden path thinking that, well, you know, they wouldn't really tell us lies with their stuff to the people, but of course they would. They're, they're government operation, government run. They're not for the people. They never were. And when people, for example, are sitting in their sitting rooms 30, 40 years, and all that is is BBC sitting in the corner all their life, all their life. It's like a, a third member, member of the family. It's like an extension of their arm. They know no better, and it's very hard to get them out of that um, programmed kind of state that if I come up with all this information, they're kind of going who are you? What do you know about it? Um, the mainstream is telling this and they're advertising it worldwide. So it is a bit of a battle that way to kind of, I'm not like to convince people and just kind of go, look, this is information. Um, please go and look at it. And this is actually coming up ahead. And it's very vital that you know, because unfortunately, by you covering your ears and uh, not wanting to listen to the information, um, it's going to affect you. You think now it's not affecting you because you can just get on with your life, do your family stuff for the weekend and everything will just go away and it'll be somebody else's problem. But unfortunately, it's, the power of information is so vital um, and it's better than any, any violence because I don't condone any type of violence. Um, but the, the power of information is very, very serious. And it, it's very, we can see how important and serious it is and detrimental to these, these uh, people in the background, these elites and the cult that they are um, because they're afraid of people speaking. That's why you've been censored pretty much everywhere. I've been censored myself um, in, in one of my videos on the channel I put up on YouTube. Why was it something bad I put up, something discriminatory or something wrong or derogatory or are causing violence against another person. No, not only that, simply because it was truth and facts. And they don't want, they don't want to hear the truth and facts, regardless of what it is. So it is a bit of struggle with certain people, but you just do what you do. And I, I you know, you come to the, the conclusion that uh, ignorance is a choice um, mm-hmm. and you can't change everybody. All you can do is make them aware. Here's information. And the last thing you can do sometimes is uh, for people who are completely unaware of this, people who haven't even got to the stage to sit on the fence yet, um, is by bombarding him with loads and loads of information that they'll actually run a mile. 
they won't sit and talk. It, it kind of frightens them, and they don't want to like they don't want to be in your, in your company again. So it's um it's a slow process, but there are people waking up. Thankfully, uh, worldwide, I can even speak of some of my own family or friends and stuff back home in Ireland that for years and years I've been telling them sort of stuff, and they just talk, oh, he's off in a mad one again, and. Uh, but all of a sudden, when they got the time off work and this so-called, you know, COVID-19 came in, all of a sudden they had a couple of months off work and now their busy lives came to a halt. So they basically did, um, did their own research and I was given where to research and what to look at and do this and then showed them this link. And eventually then they were like, it took, it took a bit, but um, they eventually kind of came back and I don't, they didn't have all the answers. They couldn't quite grasp as to what I was fully on about. But the, what the main part was that they got on the fence at this stage that would have never been even on the fence before. So they're kind of going, hang on, we're not quite sure as to what's going on in the world right now, but definitely something does not add up. And the fact they're questioning things are more curious. Now they're, they're taking their own call to action. They're going further and further to, to be hungry for more, more and more information. So that's been good in that sense. And it's, it's, it's helped and changed people's lives, information that I've, I've given to certain people that said, wow, without that, we would have made the wrong decision in life. We would have taken maybe this vaccine or we would have taken this, this source of something else. But thanks to this and our own independent research after that mm-hmm. is um, we made some good calls and good choices after that. So uh, making people awake and this whole hoax of a pandemic uh, at the moment, this could all stop in the morning um, mm-hmm. if people were just stop being in fear. And simply said, simply said, no, the power of no, we are not complying. And that's it. And because that's it, because there's only a few of them and there's a lot of us, there's billions and billions of us. And it's not because they've taken the power off us, it's because humanity has so quite easily given them the power without any question at all. Yes, I agree with you. And it's, it's good to ask questions, it's good to be curious, it's good to do your research, it's good to have to see different perspectives, different opinions, uh, and then make your own um, your own judgment, right? Based yes. on what makes sense to you. Yes. And, but we have Logic. been, yes, but I, I think we have been trained to be slaves. We have been trained to follow rules. We have been mm. uh, trained to, since we're kids, like we have to uh, do yeah. what our parents say, our teachers, we're not we we're not be, we haven't been educated to think by ourselves and and by watching tv the news and all that uh, the the media the stream media the mainstream media is uh, uh, we don't realize that we're getting messages in our brain and then we're uh, it's difficult to get out of that uh, you need to make the effort to 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 ask questions be curious and and do your own yeah. research and, and find um, and find information. And you were saying that um, that there is a, if we're not in fear and we say no. So what what uh, for people who are living in fear? What would you say to them? Is there a reason to to be in fear? No, there is no afraid? reason. There is no reason to be in fear. But of course, if you um, once again we revert back to the um, where people are getting information because the vast, vast majority of uh, people worldwide are getting their uh, information from mainstream narratives that has a, a has an, a goal, has an agenda worldwide. And um, as I said, it don't serve the interest of the people. So, for example, if you were, were to turn off your TV and were to turn off your radio, um, you wouldn't actually know there's actual there's anything wrong in the world. The only thing you probably know is now when you're walking into shops and you can see everybody is wearing face nappies and they look like they're going around like surgical doctors all day long in the shop. So, 
other than that, you wouldn't actually know there's something going on, but to actually say to live in fear, no, because living in fear is going to lower the immune system. It, uh, you can't make right uh, challenges. You can't make logic decisions in life. You're almost like your brain is in paralysis. It freezes and you, you don't know what to do. You're enslaved in your own mind and you, you basically handed your own sovereign, your body, your own mind over to a government. And without any question of authority at all, the government says this, we must do that. The government says something else, we must do that. No question at all, because all this has been done in stages of increments. So it's kind of like, we will, we'll give you a bit of freedom, but you might do this. It's just, it's just flattened the curve. It's just a small lockdown. It's just wear a mask in a tube. It's just wear a mask in a shop. I mean, there's no end to it. And there's no scientific evidence behind this um, worldwide, the masks. It's, I mean, I simply will not wear a mask um, because it's, it's insanity. There is no reason for it. Masks are good maybe for other purposes, but not for what this situation is going through at the moment. I always feel that if, you're, um, if you wear a mask in a situation like this, it's kind of case of walking out to the street wearing your mask or going into the shop wearing a mask. It's basically saying that um, I have an owner in this world. He's some invisible guy in a dark suit. He owns me somewhere. And I'm going, I can't freely think anymore for my mind because they don't question authority anymore. They just accept. They might complain and say, I don't like this, but you know, for the half an hour I'm on a tube, I better just throw my mask on quickly when I'm on a tube for a half an hour. And what I'd say to those people is, um, because of that situation, um, a lot of us are in that uh, situation is because don't comply. And I know it's very hard for people when they are in fear, it's not as easy for them to just go, do you know what? I won't comply. I'll, um, you know, I won't any, but the fear is coming from your, um, for the information you're getting from your perception. So from your perception across over uh, information, that is basically going to lead to you making a decision in life. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting this, your information is sourced from a mainstream narrative that are not in the interest of you, I can assure you that because this whole situation is nothing got to do with health and people might think that's mad, but um, it's nothing got to do with health. It's got everything got to do with control and fear into the population and the agendas that they want um, for us worldwide, be it a, uh, the whole uh, the economic digital reset, the great reset, as they call it worldwide. They want to introduce mandatory vaccines. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on what they want. Um, and even in their own, their own data itself, if you look at their own mainstream data itself, it just does uh, not add up. I mean, look, take a simple example is Ireland, for, for instance. Um, only a couple of weeks ago in Ireland, they had a report out from the health authorities in Ireland. So it came from an f- official state um, body. And they said that at the time, there was 1,777 um, deaths in Ireland um, due to COVID-19. So when they went further into it, coming from their own mouth as well, they said that this, um, that 94% of those did not come directly from COVID-19. So now all of a sudden, we have um, 100 deaths that apparently came from COVID-19. And only a week or so later, they'd done another report again, because they have to keep updating their reports. And the report that came out, the next report that came out after that was, instead of the 100 um, people that died from uh, supposedly COVID-19, but they have to prove they even exist in it, because um, they haven't been carrying out the right tests for it, is that um, 96 people um, have died from uh, COVID-19. So did all of a sudden four people resurrect in the last couple of weeks before that? Um, it's, it's a bit of a mystery as to what it was. But even if you're going on their own official narrative, um, like less than 100 people dies from COVID-19 and almost a population of 5 million people in the country. And that justifies locking down the whole economy. Depression, um, suicide has gone through the roof. People have lost their jobs, their businesses, everything else. Even if you believe the whole thing exists, it is no worse than an actual flu itself. I mean, even the World, the World Health Organization comes out and they says uh, they have an average 1.5 billion, uh, or sorry, 1.5 million people uh, from TB that die every year. Why is there no pandemic in every year? 
I mean, we, people die from flu seasons all year as well. But of course, it's all cases, cases over the summer at the minute because um, even the British Lung Foundation over here in England has come out in the summertime and they said that um, anything got to do with the lung respiratory system itself, it all drops by 80% um, in the summertime because any sort of virus-like um, situation will not thrive in the summertime compared to the actual uh, colder weather and, and wintertime itself. So all they're basically doing is, is bubbling the cases away over the summer and waiting until the wintertime um, so literally they can turn the cases into deaths themselves. And then they can all go pandemonium and say, oh, we're back to COVID-19 again. But of course, the cases are pretty much irrelevant. That doesn't really tell you anything that's going on at all. Um, and it should be governed on debts of what it is. And debts is at a minimum. Here in England, the other day, it was something like um, 17 debts. And they never even, and this is from BBC source, they said 17 debts. And they just presumed there was, there was, there was no coronavirus, no COVID-19 around it. Just announced today, so many, um, I think it was over 4,000 cases, 17 deaths. So 17 deaths you know, in, a, in a population of the guts of about 65 million people. And they're already pandemonium, second wave is on, must go back into lockdown. Of course, they're not doing a full national lockdown like they were um, a couple of months previous. But that's the way it will turn out because they're doing, we'll leave it to localised authorities and we'll just do local lockdowns bit by bit, bit by bit. Eventually, we'll go to national lockdown. And I, t- I told people weeks and weeks ago, I said, keep your eye on what's ever happened in Mel- Melbourne. It'll be 2.0 across here when it comes into our winter time. And just like follow what China is doing in the sense that keep one eye on China as well. Because a lot of people are under this illusion that China are bad and yes, they are not saying they're good. But they're under the illusion that it only happens over in China. It won't ever come over to Europe and countries like that. But I can guarantee you it will. If, if, watch what China is doing. And we'll have the same uh, military stance, uh, boots in the street that will be over in, uh, in the West as well. We only had some here a couple of days ago um, in Birmingham where the military actually called to people's houses um, asking them, did they want to take the, the COVID-19 test? I mean, people got to ask, like, why are the military calling to your door asking to do a test? It's just, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's madness to, to what they're, what's being rolled out at the minute. And unfortunately, the people who are still asleep um, are going to drag a lot of the people down who are awake. So um, it's, yeah. Yeah. So if, if oh, what, and, 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 and ask you, what, what is going on? What would you say to them? Uh, that's, that's a huge question in itself. Um, it's, how do I answer that in a brief, a brief quiz? It's very hard because it's such an elaborate question to, to go into. Um, what I will say is, uh, a video that I done got, got censored, um, mm-hmm. uh, last May in, um, on YouTube itself. I put it up. Uh, it was only 13 and a half minutes long and within 48 hours, YouTube took it down. And what I was basically talking about in that video was truth and facts. I, ma- I made sure it was absolutely bulletproof um, and it was all sourced information. It was basically, it was called Twins of Evil and it was basically about uh, Bill Gates and Ted Ross Adnam, the Director General of the WHO. Um, and because I sourced a lot of tr- truth and factual information on that. Um, 48 hours later, YouTube said that um, you've breached our community guidelines. So I, I, you're allowed to email them back and to get a chance to say what's happening, like, you know. And um, I basically said, if you can tell me any one minute or one second of any of the video that i done in the 13 and a half minutes, if there's anything in that that was, uh, you know, violated terms and conditions or was false, and in a sense, or was lies or something, you said it was completely out of context, then um, please let me know. But of course, they would not give you an answer. They just basically go, sorry, mind wars, we still feel that you violated our terms and conditions. Um, and what it's basically talking about is um, Bill Gates, um, of course, is the biggest investor now to the WHO after Donald Trump leaving it a couple of months ago because he saw the corruption that was going on in the WHO itself. Um, and it's, 
Bill Gates himself is involved in so much um, corruption worldwide. People just think he's this great billionaire philanthropist and he gives money to, to everybody around the place. It's fantastic, but he's just far from that. There's a, there's a very underlying different agenda um, in Bill Gates itself. And, and that's probably, that would take a whole other podcast in itself for me to go into all uh, Bill Gates and the wrongings and the whole lot itself. But I would say to people, um, look at the likes of uh, Ted Ross Adnam, for, for argument's sake, a director general, and ask yourself the question, how did um, he get uh, elected into that? Of course, it was backed by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, um, back in 2017 to get him in in the first place, because Ted Ross himself is a, is a, is a communist. And um, if people just do a small bit of homework on him, uh, I mean, shortly after he got into it in 2017, the first person he decided to elect as, um, as a goodwill ambassador to the WHO was none other than uh, Robert Mugabe, um, a guy who basically created, took out genocide on tens of thousands of, uh, of people and tried to white out, uh, take out an ethnic population over there. So he doesn't seem like the right guy you actually put into power. And then all of a sudden, or as a goodwill ambassador, I should say, and then all of a sudden, if you just, if people trace back a couple of years on Ted Ross Adnam himself and his days back in Ethiopia as a health minister. I mean, first of all, since the WHO came around itself back in the late 40s, around 48 or thereabouts, um, then they've always had a, a person in charge that was actually, you know, had a medical degree. Ted Ross is the first. He's created that record. He has no medical degree and um, in, in doctors and stuff like that. So um, if you go back to his Ethiopian days, he was actually, he was over there as a minister of health. He was there for a minister of foreign affairs. But in his time over there, he was uh, one of the highest ranked members. I think he was the third highest ranked member of a party called the TPLF. And the TPLF were basically, they were a, a murderous uh, ethno-Marxist um, dictatorship. They did killings, kidnappings, rapes. So they were um, a really, really, really bad organization. And even to this day that the American government still has them on their watch list as an actual terrorist organization. So he covered up uh, multiple cholera attacks. Um, anybody had a dissonant advice um, were completely silenced straight away. So, I mean, it goes, I could, I could spend another two hours talking about him, but I know the podcast is long enough for it, but yeah. <laughs> just giving people a quick insight as to yes. these people that are put in power. And all of a sudden, why is he all of a sudden now, you know, the director general of the so-called WHO worldwide. And of course, every time Ted Ross talks, it's Bill Gates talking because um, he's pushing the buttons. He's basically, um, dictating a lot of what's going on worldwide of course there's other people controlling Bill Gates in the background likes the Rockefellers likes the Rothschilds even call them the New World Order the 1% and stuff like that and that, that's another big topic but um, and you have to kind of realise what's, what's actually going on in the world like why is all this being orchestrated when there's mm-hmm. so so few deaths um, the actual the testing themselves um, the COVID-19 testing itself the guy who actually created the, the test that they're using is called the, um, the PCR test and a guy called Kerry Mullis that was um, back in the 80s when he created this um, PCR test, he said that this is not, my test is not to be carried out for any infectious disease. It is absolutely useless for that. It's not to work. And of course, what are they using worldwide is if or to test for COVID-19 and see if you have it or haven't got it, is the PCR test itself. Now, unfortunately, um, he died last year, last November, actually. Um, but I know if by watching his stuff, if he was around today, to be uproar there's no way he would allow this kind of stuff his test to be carried out in this such a dehumanizing way to society so they've never actually proved um they're, they're using a test that doesn't test for COVID-19 what actually what you'll actually find for it and the NHS you have to um they've actually said as well that um to actually get it what they're testing for is genetic material so people will be wondering, well, how come there's some positives coming up if they're not actually testing for COVID-19? But they're not. They're testing for what is called genetic material in the body because they've never, to find COVID-19, they've never isolated or purified enough 
to actually to see if it actually does exist in the first place. So they're using um, a false test that doesn't test for what it's actually, you know, testing not for what it's supposed to test for. And um, this is the, this is where we're getting all our cases and information uh, worldwide. So you've got to ask the question as to why is this being carried out in this such a manner? I mean, there's, there's thousands of doctors worldwide coming out against it and talking about it. And anybody that comes out, be it, I don't know, Dr. Boutard, Dr. Um, Dr. Kaufman, um, there's, you know, Judy Mikovits. I mean, the list goes on. None of doctors worldwide are, are coming out. Um, mm-hmm. They have decades and decades of professional information and they're being silenced over the whole situation simply because it doesn't run with the narrative. But the main narrative, the main goal they want to get to is, is pretty much all in Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. Um, about having a, a AI type world, um, artificial intelligence, um, everything connected to 5G, the grid, control, data harvesting of kids. Um, I mean, cashless society. I mean, because if you, and, and, that's, and we can just see the last couple of months alone um, that people, uh, any place you go into now, it's almost like, well, we don't accept cash. We don't accept mm-hmm. cash anymore. And I said to people years, I'll always use cash, no matter, no matter what it is. It'll always, cash law is my first source. I mm-hmm. think it's a very good habit for people to get into because too many people are using cars. And people said to me, oh, but Chris, the, the car is so convenient. And I said to people years ago, I said, trust me, you will pay for your convenience in time to come. And I said, now they're kind of seeing some of what's ahead. If cash was to go, um, you'd be under the digital currency system is what they want to roll out worldwide. So it's like they, they do want this, um, the economy to crash. And all that sounds a bit, to some people, that's kind of why would they want that? But they do. Um, they want the economy to crash and they can do the great global reset. Um, and once things come in the digital currency format, um, then they can they control you f- from day one because you're, you're basically your digital currencies are on a screen somewhere in a banking system. And no matter how much you earn, a thousand a week, a hundred thousand a week, it's almost irrelevant because it goes back to another story, which is what I spoke a small bit in China called the social credit score system that is sweeping across the West. So I definitely advise people to check out China's social credit score system and realize there's a lot of common denominators that's in that are actually sweeping across the West now. And that's part of what they want to roll out over here as well. Total control, total dominance of people. Everything is completely hooked up to everything to where they go. And they know every bit of your business worldwide. Um, and unfortunately, that's the road they're coming down. And this COVID-19 scam was basically a way to um, escalate it and increase their goals of getting um, to where they want to go to in a lot quicker time. Um, and so far, unfortunately, they're doing a good job of it, I hate to say. So it's, but it's just enough people standing up and um, saying enough is enough. That's the only thing they are in fear of is, um, is the population standing up. That's why you go back to um, the old trick of um, divide and conquer. And my God, have they, have they been doing that great in the last couple of months alone? Um, they've been uh, dividing people. You can't go here. Not Don't go to this household. Black Lives Matter has come on the scene. Another political organization massively funded by George Soros in the background. Follow the money trail again. So um, all this basically is you have so many groups of people. I'm a Jew. You're a Muslim. You're Catholic. There's so many genres and groups all the time. And the more groups you do, the more basically you're dividing humanity. Um, and you're not because the last thing this cult actually wants in the background um, is basically humanity um, uniting, bonding and coming together because they know when that happens, the game is over. And that's the last thing they want. So they're happy for people to, you know, to fight about Trump, give chaos in America. A lot of this stuff is, is no coincidence. This, this is orchestrated from some from the deep state and other places that actually goes on. And um, if people only at times just stopped and looked over their head and re- did actually realize who's pulling the strings and it's not what your TV will be telling you because you will be waiting a lifetime for your TV to tell you um, the right track to go and for you and your family. What would you say to people who want to get out of fear? Um, well, what, what I was kind of touching on previously um, is, first of all, you've, if you can, um, is to surround yourself with positive people. 
Um, that's, that's a good way to go because the more you're listening to, say, referring back to TVs and radios and stuff again, it is constantly, even if you only have it in the background and you're, you're doing something, you're busy in the kitchen, it is subconsciously increasing and going into the mind and having a negative impact on your mind. So you're constantly going around and when you're hearing negative, negative, negative information, cases, 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 deaths, 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 so on every single day and more lockdowns, more um, draconian measures on your freedoms. Um, people just kind of go into a shell. They, they forget that they could look elsewhere for, for sources of information and they're just going, I don't like it, but you know, maybe I better do it anyway because if we just do this for hunker down and just a few more weeks, they never will go back to normal. Well, I'm sorry, people, but these people, when they take freedoms and stuff on you, they do not want to reverse it the following day or the following month. It just be, it just gets hyped up all the time. And it's like a it's like a, a game they're playing worldwide because they've, they've been testing on humanity for many a day. This is not something new um, before any COVID-19 come around. They've tested stuff like, um, for example, an easy example would be they'll, tra- they'll test um, uh, masks, for example, on, the, on a tube, okay? They'll leave that for a couple of weeks and they'll view the population, see what kind of a reaction they're getting from the population. And if the population are kind of acquiescing, going along with it nice and easy and kind of going, oh, okay, we'll do it because, you know, it, maybe that's what will get us back to normality again. Then these elites in the background will see this and kind of go, do you know what? That was pretty easy. And unfortunately it was. Um, so then the, the, the next stage will be, okay, we'll try it in the shops. That, that worked. Okay, we'll push another gate home. Next time now we'll do it on the streets. Next time you'll be nearly aware that uh, when you go to bed at nighttime. It's just they will keep pushing the boundaries every time with people unless there is a pushback. And the pushback is it's slowly coming, but um, it's, it's definitely very warranted and very needed. But like I say, surround yourself with positive people. Um, stop listening to all the negative news. Um, it is vital. I can't stress it enough to do your own independent research um, and consistently find new sources, elements all the time. And it will be very uh, valuable to you. Um, going ahead because it is a hard situation with, with people in fear at the moment but all i can say to people who don't even know how to find certain information just sit down on your couch think logically for a couple of minutes open the mind is very powerful just open up the mind and say hold on a second does this add up logical critical thinking mm-hmm. is what unfortunately is lost in the population billions of people are not doing a very simple thing me and you would would, would think about no problem um, and just sit down think does these numbers add up is it logic is it justified as well because anybody any fool could this stage is nearly becoming so more and more obvious to see that what they're doing is completely unjustified even if you're to go by their own case and by their own debts itself i mean it's so so minimal it's like 0.0001 percent or something of a world population mm-hmm. but yet they, they lock down global or uh, billions of people globally worldwide these businesses and these you know people's lives and they've even said recently that one in four in america has um has contemplated over the last six months of taking their life one in four like that's huge of a population of 330 odd million or there thereabouts. so um they're not they're not adding up all the like you know the cancer cases that had to go into hospital they were all being thrown to one side um and all i say as well is that i'm um, speaking for england here and in other places worldwide it's not just england alone but there's people i've talked to in the nhs over here the national health system is that um nurses are starting to come out some one of them in particular has been silenced at the moment and she's trying to come out and basically tell people that look these hospitals are not full we are not in war times here i work inside mm-hmm. in the hospital she says this is not a conspiracy theory she said when all this was going on the past couple of months um, she said, I actually felt embarrassed because like, I didn't have much to do. But yet on the outside world, everybody was praising the NHS, clapping at eight o'clock every Thursday night like a zombie that this is a fantastic thing to do inside. When she said she cringed because she knew inside that this wasn't actually going on at all. One hospital, for, for instance, um, normally taking about 350,000 patients um, a year on average. Um, this year, they're down by 95%. 
Mm. So there, it, there is no wartime yeah. scene going on in these hospitals. And people will ask the question, of course, well, why aren't these people speaking out? If they know all this information, like, why are they not speaking out? This, the answer is pretty simple. Um, they, a lot of them have lives, livelihoods, they have careers, they have jobs, they have families. So they, some of those people inside in hospitals, doctors, nurses, you know, everything is going on. Not, I'm not, this is not one being planned that everybody knows what's going on. Of course, it's not, not everybody, doctor or scientist or person is in on this. Not a hope, no. Mm-hmm. But um, these people, um, they're afraid to come out because they know their license will be stripped off and their career will be over. The media will target them, like harass them night and day. They'll, some of them will feel suicidal over the whole situation. So they're caught between a rock and a hard place um, as to what to kind of do. But um, the, and the only way the solution they'll have pretty much out of that, in my view, is when they get enough numbers together worldwide that they can fire them all, they can't take all their licenses, so they will. And the numbers are growing from source and stuff that I got to know. The numbers are growing, all right. So that could we, we could see something in the next couple of months of people speaking out um, of that situation that's, um, that's being carried out. Yes, and we want to, uh, to, to ask people to ask questions, right? And, and, and think... Is, yes. is, is, it, is, is, is there is there is a reason for this fear? Is there a reason to be afraid? Why I'm afraid? Why I have this fear? Do I have all the information that I need? Yes. Does it make sense to me? Does it make sense to me? No uh, repeating the, the, the news like parrots. Like I hear yeah. so many people repeating the news like parrots without really even processing the information. It's not even their like, opinion. Yeah. There's there's eight million people have died already more than 8 million already have died this year from hunger mm. you don't hear that in the news how many no. people die of hunger right exactly On, uh, yeah. so is it like does it make sense you know people really need to think about does it make sense what i've been told what, what we've been told what what information is not what what is they're not telling us and, and then do the research, as, as you said, and, and do your own, uh, and make sense of, of things. Yes. And what, what is your opinion about how can we get out of this? We, we, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the, is, is hope, I think, right? It, I, yeah, I really I think, think it, that if more people are awake and, uh, so what's is. your opinion on this? Well, yeah, hitting on what you're saying as well, it 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 does come back to the the source on the thinking part, unfortunately, and people open their minds and just stop, like you've rightly said, they've read the top um, headline of a newspaper, and then they'll go down to the pub or go talk to their friends as if it's their opinion. They mightn't even mention they got from the newspaper. They go, "No, this is what's going on now. This is what I feel has happened." It's like you've just sourced that from a a rag of a newspaper that is bought up by globalists in the background to push their own narrative. Um, unfortunately, the media are doing a good job that way because they're like little Rottweilers to the, to the nation. Um, and I say to some of these people that have the, the media and all that as well, that directors or sorry, editors and stuff and media companies as well, is that uh, did they not realize that, you know, you're, you're giving your own future, your child's future, your nieces, nephews, like you're giving them such a demise that if you can't stand up now for maybe a measly paycheck at the end of the week when you know this is so wrong that what you're doing worldwide, I mean, nobody is given a second opinion. Nobody is going on a panel to say, we'll, we'll, get five of the best mainstream government guys and we get five of the, the best doctors like, like the Kaufmans, like the mm-hmm. uh, Butar and Mikovic and loads of them like that. Of course they won't challenge them. The easy option is to silence them because they won't get into a bit debate with these people because they'll be shredded in minutes as to the information and they're such afraid of the people knowing the truthful information worldwide. That's why censorship is, is gone on overload. But getting back to what you're saying is how to get out of this. Um, it does come back to um, 
people getting right information and kind of saying, this does not logically work. This does not logically add up. Look at, um, like you're saying, yourself, like what other people are dying from. Millions of people, 8 million people dying from hunger. Millions of people dying from uh, maybe TB. I mean, it goes on and on. And you ask, so why was there no pandemic over this situation? How come nobody is dealing with that? It's all of a sudden COVID-19 is just the big, the big article and it's yeah. the one with the least amount of deaths um, worldwide. Um, so it comes back to the one thing I'll revert back to is this, we got into this situation because of fear um through the mainstream and through governments globally that's how they control it and um the, the only way we'll get out of this is is one of the aspects is is uh, true love opening the heart um open up your your whole mind your body itself and um say look because the heart does what it knows best and what's right it doesn't question anything whereas the mind mm-hmm. will actually question stuff and it will uh, it'll think of the consequences that might happen and I would say leave your leave your mind and head out over this situation. Open up your heart. Go to what your heart says, and your heart will always will take you in the right path to do what's right. Um, hope is another aspect as well to to look into. Um, but surround yourself with good people. Getting the right information out there, and does this add, logically add up to me? And if it doesn't, don't do something that does not logically add up to you. Question it more. Don't go down and wear a mask. Don't do these absolute insanity measures. You're asking you check out doctor's information on masks and the, the actual bad health effects that they have for the situation. I mean, it's insanity. Kids going around uh, wearing masks. Of course, the masks are brought in in July here in England. And uh, in my view, the opinion was they were brought in in the sense that when you, this is a, you know, this is how the human works in a sense, basically. When you bring out, you have a mask strapped to your face uh, maybe nine, 10 hours a day when you're working, um, you breathe out carbon dioxide, which is great for the plants. The plants love that mm-hmm. stuff. We as humans do not like breathing back in carbon dioxide. It's detrimental to us. We're mm-hmm. taking all the pores, all the, all the germs, all the shit, basically, the mold that can build up in the mask within, within a couple of hours or so as well. And we're breathing all that back down into our lungs. What the human does want is, is oxygen. We need more and more oxygen mm-hmm. is what we need. So is wearing a mask is going to make people sicker. And that, and that people, that could be done orchestrated in a sense because when it does come into wintertime, people are going to be sicker because it's going to hit the immune system, the respiratory system, because they haven't built themselves up. They're choking, they're coughing, and they're breathing back in all their crap all day long, going around in. And if they're going around in a stressful environment, be it a, a busy office job, maybe they're on some phones all day, and they start to panic. Well, the first thing you do when you get stressful and you start to panic and you get anxious in yourself, the first thing you need, you need more oxygen. You're starting to hyperventilate. You do not need to build up more carbon dioxide. You're going to breathe straight back down into your, into your system again. So I would say to people, is look into small areas like that and say, is the mask even justified? Look at proper information and, and look at all loads of doctors worldwide and scientists and they'll tell you these things. It can be got all right there, but just people, I don't know, a lot of people are gone lazy. A lot of people basically want to uh, put their hands over their eyes and just go, look, it's going away. I know it's going to go away. Any day soon, it'll go away and leave it to somebody else to sort it out. What can I do? That's mm-hmm. the old trick. It's like, what can I do? I'm only one easy person. Way. They have that kind of ans- <laughs> easy, yeah. It's like, hopefully somebody else will just pick up the bat and run with it and they'll sort it out. But unfortunately, is is we need everybody. We need people to unite. That's the one thing that will get us together is people uniting together and coming mm-hmm. together. And um, and that's the last thing that these people want um, in power for their agendas that they want to roll out worldwide is the masses coming together. That's the one thing they're in fear of. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Chris. Now you can tell the audience where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on BitChute, um, you can find me on YouTube, and you can find me on the likes of, um, I'm on eight podcasting platforms. You can find me on the big ones like Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts as well. And what I'll do is I've got a description or a, I'll leave it in your link below. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically click on the one link, it's linktree um, slash mindwars. And basically, once you click on that, then it'll give you the option to click into my BitChute, my um, YouTube, or my um, podcast account. You can get it all under the one umbrella. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for um, for this very uh, insightful conversation. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure, and thanks for having me on. And thank you very much um, for you guys. Um, Yes, our message is for you to, to question everything. And when you feel the fear, uh, ask yourself why you have a fear. Does it make sense to have the fear? Look for other information, other perspectives, other point of view, do your research. And, and you will find that there is no reason to be fear, to have fear. There is no reason to be afraid. And, and we can fight this with, with love, as Chris said. Uh, Leave your mind, your, our mind plays tricks and just uh, tap into your heart and listen to your heart and connect with your heart and, and the heart has uh, the answers. Thank you.